0: strengthen security posture, and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to Vanta.com slash Vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash Vox for $1,000 off Vanta.
1: Hello, and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Thursday as they continue their preparation for Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos. We heard from chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric B defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo and chiefs defensive end, Frank Clark, as well as special teams coordinator, Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnuolo. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, you'll hear from Frank Clark and Dave Tope. Here's Eric B
2: Uh, good afternoon. Hope all is well with you guys. Uh, Hopefully everyone had a great uh, Thanksgiving celebration with your families. Hopefully everyone has remained safe. And uh, we're excited about this week, AFC West opponent. Okay, and with that said, I'm all ears. What,
3: what, the, what do you I mean, as you watch the Broncos on defense, I think a lot of people on the outside thought when they traded Von Miller away, they were just going to hold up shop, right? That defense has kept firing. What have you seen from them, especially in this past month since that trade happened? that uh, makes them a a threat
2: to you all? You know what? I don't know if it's just been the past month. I think these young guys have been playing pretty damn good every week. Now, I know they've had their setbacks, but that's a part of, of, of when you're trying to build a team with a lot of different young players. These guys are playing hard. They're doing a great job up front. Obviously, they got some guys in the secondary that are doing a heck of a job, and then they got some guys that are playing at the linebacker position that are playing pretty damn good. So when we look at them, we know we got our hands full. Our job is to make sure that we're doing everything necessary to give us the benefit of the doubt by uh, taking care of the little things and having a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose in everything that we do. Don't you mention that secondary. What
4: stands out to you about their rookie championship
2: team? You, you know what? I know I'm getting old because <laughs> I'm watching his son play. So, <laughs> But I, I will say this. That kid is hes a very, very talented kid. Uh, He does a heck of a job. He's a long kid. Uh, Everybody want to talk about that he's not very fast. But what I do see is a very skilled athlete who does a great job of reading and keying and diagnosing routes. And if he gets his hands on that ball, he's going to take it, you know, and he's going to make the very most of it. But uh, we understand the challenge that's up in front of us. The thing that we need to do is just making sure that we're consistent and disciplined what we're doing on the perimeter. Be, uh,
3: Coach Coach Pope said that uh, Nicole is no longer on punt return. Do you feel like that's a, a benefit to him to be able to now focus on the, on the Well,
2: here's the thing. Uh, you want all your players to play as many positions as possible, because when it's all said and done, we're part of this team, we're part of this organization. It's not about, you know, having one particular role. You want a number of roles that people can count on you. Okay, so obviously with Coach told, making that decision, obviously he felt that was the best decision moving forward for the team. Now, the thing that we need to make sure is that McColl is maximizing all the different opportunities that he's being given, obviously with the wide receiver group. So when it's all said and done, we just want our guys, the guys who are on the field to give us the best chance to have the success. And so McCole's going to be given that opportunity. He just needs to continue maximizing it.
4: Coach, it feels like we've been talking about it since like two drafts ago. But Clyde Edwards-Elleir in the passing game came up with Coach Reed again this week. How much of an emphasis does that remain for you? And what do you think the key is to maybe breaking through a little bit more there? I know he had the two catches for 13 last week. You know
2: what? At the end of the day, we want Clyde to be the best football player that he can possibly be, and contribute in any way, form, or fashion. Because when you're wearing that hat as a running back in this offense, you got to have the ability to carry the ball you got to have the ability to pick up a blitz, and then you got to have the ability to make a play on the perimeter as a receiver. So, obviously, he got back in the game, you know, a, a few weeks ago, and it was his first week back. I thought Clyde did a heck of a job of coming back off of injury. Now we just got to keep building off that performance.
4: Eric, um, Patrick talked about the, the sort of robber defense that you guys have been seeing a
2: lot
4: of. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize you probably can't get into specifics on this,
3: but generically speaking, what, what's the key to the execution?
2: Well, pre snap recognition, all the key indicators that give you a sense of what's about to take place. And then once that ball is snapped, what you've seen now you got to have a post snap reaction and then you just have to react and play. So yeah, teams are doing a good job of mixing up different coverages whether they're playing some form of 11 robber, they're bringing that guy down late or they're playing their shell defense and cheating another guy down late. But that's all a part of it. I guys know exactly what's going on. I think our coaching staff do a great job of preparing those guys for those particular moments. We just need to make sure that we're consistent and disciplined in what we're seeing and then reacting and playing. When
4: you say post-snap recognition, I understand a lot of that's on Patrick, but is it a mm-hmm. combination of also the receivers?
5: also? Oh, yeah. Ready? Oh yeah.
2: So I talk to the players <laughs> uh, each and every week because there's about 16 to 20 things that our guys have to think about as they break the huddle and coming up to the line of scrimmage. So, you know, it's all about your alignment. It's all about knowing your assignment, okay? Then you got to have a pre-snap indicator of what's taking place. And then when that ball is snapped, everybody needs to know exactly what just, to, what just took place because they're not going to stand there like the old electric football when we grew up, you know. So, <laughs> but these guys are going to move. So you got to have post-snap awareness of what's taking place, not only in the back end but on the front end. And so our job as coaches is to make sure we're giving them all the different looks that they need to, uh, to see in order to go out and be the best that they can be on game day. Is
4: that a little bit of the reason why you know, a guy can't just come in here and immediately three days after he arrives, you know, being fully caught up on the offense and ready to make an impact? I mean, because you have to learn those
2: things and be on the same page. Oh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to learn, not just what we do, offensively, you know what I mean? It's like learning a different language every time you go someplace, you know, someplace different. So here we may speak Spanish, at another place they may speak French. So, and then on top of that, understanding exactly how we're using, what terminology are we using when we're talking about different coverages and different defensive schemes. So yes, there is a lot of things to learn. And that's why you appreciate the guys that we do have. Because first and foremost, they're smart, they're very, very intelligent, OK, and then all the things that we're putting on that plate for them to go out there and react and play and still play at a high uh, level. It just goes to show you <laughs> that these are some special individuals.
3: Trace talked to us yesterday about the personal foul penalty and what he kind of learned from against Dallas. What was your message to him about that experience and what you kind of can and can't
4: say on the
2: field? Keep your mouth closed, Trey. It was simple. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed. <laughs> so and, and, and here's the thing. Trey obviously made a mistake. It was nothing that he intended to do. Life happens. Okay. So I always tell the guys we live play to play when we're involved in this game. You can't let a previous situation impact anything that we're doing moving forward. So he needs to make sure that yes he needs to understand yes I did make a mistake but now what can I do to limit that mistake and move on the thing that they need to do is just to make sure that we're focused on the next play because that's the only thing that matters
3: we haven't talked to you since the Cowboys game there was the Taunton penalty that Clyde got the point and you kind of take us through when they all came over the sideline what that was like um, <laughs> they tried to cut you off in the pass, I guess
2: uh, now we had a nice, nice little huddle uh, conversation but uh and, and and the thing that it uh that we've stressed to our guys this is a point of emphasis So regardless of what you may think that is, that you seem to think that is harmless, that is not the case anymore. So we need to go back to the days of just handing the ball back to the ref. Get in the end zone, celebrate with your guys, and then we go on from there. The thing that we want to do, we want to make sure we're limiting all the self-inflicted wounds. We need to make sure that we're taking care of the things that we can control. That's something we can control.
0: Last one.
4: Coach, with the Broncos coming up for Patrick Mahomes, this is you know that was his first NFL um, appearance. So to see all that he's done in that short amount of time for such a young player, and then to go through the little bit of adversity he went through, and now to seem like as if he's coming out around the other side, what does that show about the mental toughness behind a player like that to develop so quickly and handle all that he has?
2: You know what? That was one of the reasons why we uh, we drafted him. Obviously, we knew that it was a, a pretty talented kid, but. Sometimes certain people just have that it factor, and you don't know what that it factor really is. But he has that mental toughness to handle a lot of different situations. And if you play long enough in this particular uh, in this league, you're going to have your highs and you're going to have your lows. So as you go through uh, 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 a season and the journey that you're taking, you know, sometimes that journey can take you in a great direction. But sometimes that journey is going to take you in a direction where you're going to have to deal with a lot of different issues. So we've dealt with some lows, but the thing that I appreciate about him, he understands, hey, he has to keep throwing the football. It ain't like he's, we're going to stop throwing the ball, so he got to continue to play. And on top of that, you know, Pat is not afraid of being vulnerable and admitting his mistakes. And I think that makes him a very admirable player know and, and a person but also too it exhibits his type of leadership that he has because hey if I, if he's taking ownership and what he's doing everyone else needs to make sure that they're taking ownership as well so i admire everything and that he's uh he's done but also too and you guys have heard me say this throughout the course of the season if we handle those situations the right way they're going to pay benefits huge benefits for us as we continue throughout this season because if you can go through and weather the storm, the only thing we're going to do is get closer together. And that's what this is about, making sure that our team is bonded, heading in the right direction.
4: Thanks,
2: everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks. you. Guys, take care. How's everybody doing?
6: I see some nice Chiefs gear on there, which is pretty good. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm just going to open it up. It's been, a, it's been a while, obviously, with the bye week and all. We're refreshed and freshened up. And uh, just clearly knee deep into the next opponent, which is the Denver Broncos. So with that, I'll open it up. I'm
4: sure one of the things when you're self-scouting is, is not that you wouldn't have already known a piece of this anyway, but figuring out why it's been so much better over the past month than it was over the first couple. What what do you sort of?
5: Pick yeah.
6: Um, listen, I'm always work. I'm always looking at the holes or what needs to get better. Um, I'm I'm glad that it's been better in the last four weeks. I think, I mean, the whole when you piece the whole thing together. To me, the only Really, the most important thing is points allowed, right? Um, that's what we're always gearing toward. Uh, we knew we had some weaknesses in certain areas, you know, earlier in the season. Uh, some of it's gotten fixed. we still got a long way to go. The one thing I say to the guys, you know, okay, so everything's been good so far, but that doesn't do anything for us going in this game, you know. We just got to keep get back to get our nose to the grindstone and get working again. Did you
4: sense, though, over those first couple months, because, I mean, from us, I guess, on the outside looking in, the turnaround came pretty suddenly. But did yeah. you sense stuff that was happening? Well, I think I
6: said this at one time. I don't know if I said it here, but I it, it would have sounded strange saying it with as much as we were struggling, but I did not think we were that far off. I felt that way after the Tennessee game, and that didn't feel real good. It was 27 nothing at the halftime or whatever, but something about that game, especially in the second half and the way we operated, I just didn't think we were that far off, and if we could just get it clicking and some of it did, and hopefully that continues.
3: The jury yesterday was telling us a little bit about uh, he credits you with his kind of hard-nosed attitude and sticking his nose in on every play and getting physical. He obviously had that beforehand. Yeah.
6: I wouldn't credit me for that. Well, I would he, I he, credit he, him.
3: Your name? I mean, uh, when you get a guy like that, how do you, like, make that blossom? Yeah. Not, everyone, not everyone wants contact.
6: Yeah, well, I tell you, the, the simple part of it was, and this is to his credit, is once we found out, if you go back, if you remember, he was a corner, started those first two games for us, got hurt. And then uh, Breland came back. had our two, where, How are we going to get a really good football player on the field? So we put him at nickel. That was his challenge. We've talked about this before. And he ran with that. And it was evident to us then that him closer to the ball was a good thing. And so when we made in the offseason, uh, we didn't know who we had or weren't going to have, but we made. The, I remember talking with Brett and Coach uh, Reed about, you know, where should the pieces go? One, to keep him in there because of what you're talking about. If you're having a guy that plays nickel and he's more than just a cover nickel or, you know, a guy that – and you got a guy that will stick it in, you almost got like a half linebacker, half DB. So he, to his credit, he's done a really nice job with that. Since, since since you, the you, face. Go
4: ahead, go ahead Adam. Okay. Since you've been here, you've had a, a, a bunch of guys who were kind of physical at corner. I mean, Breland was kind of – he yeah. mixing it up. And Fenton yeah. was a little bit that way. You have had some other guys do you have to be that way to be a corner for in, in your system do you feel like i mean do you have to be a guy who, who likes to, to be a, a for lack of a better term
6: a full service corner yeah i mean you're a you're a complete corner when you do that in my opinion yeah. um i tend to lean toward those guys i think that makes us better now you don't take that at the expense of you know the skills that you need to cover sure. uh but the come and we have a couple of guys that have that combination uh CW Ward does that, he's physical, he can cover, Jarius does it, Fenton's done it for us. I mean, you're right, last year with Breeland, we, we tend to lean toward those kind of guys. I think those guys know that about this system and how I would like them to play, and I think it makes us better. Is
4: that something you talk about when you guys are going into the draft every year? When you're oh, guys? yeah. The guys with you and Andy and, and Brett, you guys oh, yeah. talk about that kind
6: of stuff? Yeah, that's a credit to Brett and his staff. I mean, tackling you know, the old um, cover corner. It's a little bit taboo to me because uh, you kind of limiting yourself if you're just saying all you do is cover. Uh, you want a complete football player, and I think what, what you're saying and what you're seeing, Adam, is those, those guys do that, which good. You had an
4: opportunity to face Teddy Bridgewater last year. Yeah. And as you prepare for the Broncos this weekend, how different is he and what kind of challenge does he present to you? This well,
6: weekend? he, he presents, presents an extreme challenge. He, he's one of those guys I remember vividly in that game a year ago, him changing, was down the goal line, he made a great check, uh, Put him I think he checked to a quarterback draw I mean there were other things that he did um, that were really challenging I was just on doing the radio thing with Mitch and I, I would not call it, call him just a manager of the game he's more than that I mean he gets him out of a bad play in a good place you know he's smart with the football he's not going to put it somewhere where it's going to endanger and turn it over I mean all those things add up and when you got two running backs and on the, all the skill that he has that's what's made them a pretty good offense in my opinion
4: Coming off Dallas, and you know, a lot was made about their pass catchers, but how maybe under talked about are, are some of the guys at Denver? Has- I, I think
6: they got three quality wideouts. I mean, and you know, you, you guys know who I'm talking about. I mean, I think each one of them, we sat in there at the beginning of the week saying, Who do we take away? Who do we try to double? And you go, yeah, you p- Just pick them. Uh, you can't double everybody, right? Um, there's three of them there. So I, it's a great challenge for us. We're going to have to mix it up like we do. Uh, And hopefully we can confuse the quarterback a little bit. But, again, you go back to the quarterback who's smart with the football, I think we're going to have to challenge him, and we're going to rely on our D-line again, just like we did in the the Dallas game.
4: As you look back uh, during the vibe um, and and studied the film a little bit more, what kind of difference has Melvin Ingram made for the entire past? Yeah,
6: you know, listen, when you bring in a guy with that kind of experience and that kind of charisma, and he's just been in the league a long time, he's a physical football player. I mean, just what he's done on tight ends, to me, just makes us go up that much better um and I just the way he uh interacts with the rest of the guys I think really has made an impact just because of his experience and knowledge and you guys don't see that because you know you see him out on the field but that in and of itself has been really really big and we're slowly trying to obviously give him the whole package and get him ready to play a few more snaps
7: Steve uh, can you share what your message was to Frank <clears throat> earlier in the year as he was trying to get into a rhythm and then how your message is to him now as he's in the midst of playing the best,
6: you know, stretches. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the message when he was hurt, you know, except to get yourself, get back healthy. I know he was frustrated with that, but I do remember a period after he got back. Like it, it took a little while, but then there was, I remember saying to him, Frank, I, you're doing, I I've said, I said it three or four times to him that you're doing this, I see you doing this. Like it wasn't about stats. You know, I wasn't getting caught up on that, but I just, I just saw him transcending upward in everything that he was doing. There were, I can remember plays where I'm a big long arm pass rush guy. I just love that. You know, I think guys with those long arms are really good at it, and he can do it. And I, I just remember seeing him do that as he was getting better and better. It wasn't showing up in the stats, you know, but it was helping us. And if, if he can stay on that trajectory, obviously that helps us.
4: Coach, I going to go back to something Sam said about improving so quickly. You, I think you said, trust your way to improvement, or that's yeah. the phrase that you always use. Yeah. Who would you say in the locker room is probably the biggest leaders that embody that, kind of helping yeah. other people stay on task with
6: that? Well, there's a bunch of them, but, I mean, obviously Tyron sticks out, Anthony Hitchens. Um, those guys, they do it every day. And there's a bunch of guys that just do it by example. You know, the Mike is the Turks. Um, every day they're showing up. I'm, I'm missing a bunch. C.W. Ward, L.J. does it. You know, Juan's been doing it. Dan, Dan Sorensen uh as i guess, a good thing right to have that many names to throw out but I, I mentioned to them about you know when you're trying to stay unified you know and if you want to be a unifier show visual acts of respect and visual acts of commitment you know visual acts of respect is something as simple as hey adam can i get a bottle i'm gonna go and get some water can i get you one too i know that sounds simple but when you're together as much as we are when you do that uh, I think it unifies everybody. Visual acts of commitment, you guys may not see it, but our DBs, Tyron's got the DBs out there 10 minutes ahead of when we're supposed to be out there doing footwork drills. And I see that every day. It says something to everybody else. And there's more examples of that. But um, in answer to your question or the point that you were making, um, yeah, we got to trust our way to improvement. And we have guys that buy into that and lead. So you good? Yeah, thank you.
1: You just heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. Now we'll hear from Chiefs Defensive End Frank Clark and wrap things up with Chiefs Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe. I need the, I need the best questions in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
7: you
3: guys on the defensive side have really been rolling down pretty well. Spag just talking about how he felt you guys were close, but it's really hard to say that publicly when it didn't look like that. And now it's looking like that. What's... What's been the, the glue for y'all to kind of get
7: that thing going through where you played as well as you have the last month or so? Um, I feel like, you know, just playing together. Um, I said it a few weeks ago. It's just, you know, you start the season off, you got all these different parts. You know, you got new guys. You got, you know, guys coming off of, um, you know, just recovering from different injuries from the past season. You got guys coming off, you know, the off-season high that just um, being away from ball for a little bit. And, you know, sometimes that takes a, t- a little while to get back. You know, that camaraderie of being a team, you know, um, being on the same page and stuff like that. Um, the stuff that people are usually, you know, used to seeing these past few years, you know, with us is just, um, you know, all those things, it take time. So like I was saying a few weeks ago, you know, it just, it took a little time. You know, and um, we just finally starting to get back, you know, in rhythm and, you know, just starting to get a, um, some juice back. Frank, why do you guys, why do you feel you guys won so successfully
3: on the first down more? To get
7: to third down, I know you talked about that before. Winning on first down to actually, yeah. you know, earn the right to rush the passer. Why has that worked so well over this four-year winning streak? And how does that feel when you know you you won on first
5: and second down you
7: to get that chance on third? I mean, for real, you want to rush the passer. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to do it with, um, you know, with with reasonable yards, like give you a chance. Like you know, you don't give yourself a chance when. You let the offense get get you to a lot of third and twos, third and ones, you know. It's a higher chance of them, you know, converting that third down compared to, you know, and less chance of you at the defense, you know, you all getting an opportunity to pass rush. You know, you got a group of guys on on our defensive front who's eager to pass rush. You know, myself, um, Chris Jones, you got Mel. um, Now we just added Um, man. You you got these group of guys who just, you know, all we want to do is pass rush on third downs. You know, but, you know, we kind of take it and make it hard on ourselves when we – you know don't do a great job of stopping that run on first down second down to allow us up to um and put ourselves in position to do that on third down.
4: frank when you look at this these
3: last month of action for you how much would you say this is probably the best football you've played uh, in recent memory
7: um you know like i said just getting healthy you know getting, getting back healthy and um you know just taking advantage of every opportunity um you know my coaches um, putting me in the in, in the right position to win and putting us all in the right position to win and be successful. Um, I believe I said that a few weeks ago, too. Like, you know, as a team, you know, as a player, you want to be put in the right position to win. And, you know, how your coach coaches ass off, and how you, you know, get you in, in, a, in the right mindset to just to go out there and do your job. But then as a coach, you know, it's your job to do that for your player. And um, I, I believe that everything came full circle and it just got back on the right track. Um you know coaches coaching and players playing doing our jobs respectively and um, you know having fun i said that was another thing you know we had to get back to having fun you know um works never um easy when you come in there you know everything's uptight everything's kind of you know it's quiet it's that's not football you know football is a game full of fun um it's exciting um you know and you never know what's next and uh i feel like we kind of got back to that you know kind of thinking about the day you know winning the day it's thursday so Going out there on the Thursdays practicing and worrying about that instead of worrying about what's coming on Sunday. you feel
3: all confidence? Man. I mean, as a group, you feel that in the meeting rooms, locker
7: rooms, all that stuff? Um, I would say. Um, I know as a defensive line unit, you know, I can only speak for my group. So it's am around 95% of the day. Um, I, I truly do feel that. Um, I feel like we coming around and we're just starting to feel each other. You, it's a feel, you know, kind of a buzz you get. And you start to, you know, myself being here three years and being in the league seven years now. You know, you kind of start feeling it. You know when your team got that buzz. You know when y'all kind of starting to feel it. You know that confidence, that swagger. And I feel like um, we kind of starting to feel that, getting in in that phase right now. And, you know, like I said, just having fun. You know, it's a fun fun game when you're able to come in at your job, you know, thing you love to do, you know, and smile and just go out there and compete with your boys. And, uh, you know, talk about it. You know, good play or bad play. It's just as long as y'all doing it together.
4: The last piece when you go uh, Frank, you mentioned the fun and, and the swagger being back, so perhaps I wasn't there at the beginning of the year. Just how challenging was it for both you personally and as a room to sort of push through that and get get to where you guys
7: are now? Uh, it's challenging. I mean, every year you come in, you know, being, being in the NFL is challenging. You know what I mean? It's not an easy job. You know, it's a hard job. It's not a job where a lot of people, you know, make it. And, um, you know, being able to you know, just stay focused on the, the, the ultimate goal and not get um, sidetracked by all this stuff, you know that's not that important. Relating to that, is um, it is important? I feel like we've done a good job, keeping um, all the noise down to a minimum, and um, you know, win, lose, or draw, just keeping everything in house and staying focused on us and um, what we have to do as a team to get better. Um, whether we have a good game, a bad game, a win or a loss, you, it's always been very judgmental in um, everything we've done, being very critical of ourselves and. Doing everything we can at the end of the day to um, go out there and successfully win a game on Sundays.
3: Great. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate
4: Thanks, Frank. Thank you. I appreciate
7: you guys.
3: What's the uh, off week like for you? I mean, it's obviously about a lot of film study and stuff like that. You find some progress in that off week in the special teams? Yeah, side? you go back.
5: You go back and you do a lot of self scout. You want to see what other teams are looking at. You know, what, what are they seeing? Or do you have any tendencies? Are you doing anything 100 percent of the time? That's where you have to be careful. If you do it every time, then, you, you know, you're susceptible to a fake or some kind of trick play or, you know, something. Um, so uh, you go back and you look at that. You look at also, you look at what you've been doing. Like, is it, are you successful with what you're doing? And, you know, you look at the return game, you know, for instance, and, uh, you know, are you getting what you want, you know, as far as numbers and uh, are the guys blocking the way you like. And, you know, you spend a lot of time doing that. So uh, we did that early, and then we, 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 we jumped ahead. We started looking at, at Denver, too, as well. So we feel like we had a good jump on them this week. What did
3: you learn about yourself? Uh, Are
5: you happy? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, without saying everything that we, you know, yeah. that we found, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we had a really good last four weeks, you know, on special teams. It's uh, moving in the right direction. There's always room for improvement. You know, I think our punt return game, we need to get going a little bit more. You know, as far as, uh, you know, our numbers of returns and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, as a coach, you're never really satisfied. So, you know, you're always looking to improve. Why uh, you,
4: uh, you change puck returns? Oh, uh, I mean, you about maybe getting Yeah,
5: we're trying to, you know, trying to get a spark. You know, we're not giving up on, on McColl by any means. I mean, he's, you know, obviously a, probably the most dynamic guy we have. <laughs> But uh, just a little bit, maybe just sit back and watch a little bit and, and, you know, watch from the sideline. Maybe that'll, uh, you know, help your confidence and maybe a little bit and uh, watch somebody else do it. I mean, because, you know, we're we're happy with Mike does a great job. He's a good catcher and makes good decisions. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we just want to get that part of our game going. So, I mean, you, you try different things like that.
4: Is this something you're anticipating going forward, or, or is this? Yeah,
5: right up? now, yeah. I mean, right now, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, you know, and you know, we always know we got McColl. We know we got Tyreek. I mean, so you know, uh, there's a lot uh, worse situations uh, in the NFL <laughs> than we have right now. So well, we have guys that we can use.
4: You have improved special teams play. Uh, Tommy Townsend, the special teams player of the month for November. How proud right are you of him on that? really team.
5: great really really great news this morning hearing that you know um well deserved i mean when you go back and you look at the month that he had it's by far uh, the best uh performance for a by a punter that i've ever had you mm-hmm. know as a as a coach and you know it was really really good numbers um you know and it was good to see him do it week after week you know that's you know he had a really good week and then he followed up you know with with three more weeks so um very, very proud of him and the unit, the whole unit. I mean, the Gunners are, are playing excellent form. You know, Lammons and Kemp doing a great job covering kicks. Sometimes they're not perfect kicks, but they go down there and make a great play for him and and keep his net down, you know, so or keep his net up, really. So uh, those are things, you know, it's a team effort, and, you know, Tommy's the first one to tell you that.
4: Uh, we talked about it before, more leading into the season, but a Super Bowl like the one Townsend had can maybe throw off somebody uh, uh, quite a bit. How proud are you in the prism of he was? Yeah, I mean,
5: from that point, it was probably his low point of his career, you know, that, that one play, you know, and he had to live with that the whole off season, and, uh, you know, start the year off with that on his mind. And, and I think, you know, it's behind him now. I mean, you, you could say, uh, you know, he's uh, bounced back in a big way.
4: Did you guys do anything
5: special? I mean, as far as how you told him? I mean, how I, how we concerned? told him uh, for the, they, the they award? Someone, did you guys find out first, I guess? I'm I sure. found out. He, he found out before me, okay. you know, and I, I found out, you know, early this morning before our meeting. And you know, when I saw him, he had a big smile on his face, so he knew, you know, and I, I gave him the fist bump. And, you know, it's just it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's good for him. It really is
3: against dallas you finally got a chance to pull out that pooch kick yeah <laughs> we've been practicing it forever yeah.
5: you know we do it we practice it and it's something that we you know you always have but the situation was perfect for that you know right there uh you know you didn't want to you don't want to punt it because they're, they're one of the best punt rush teams in the league you know they, they before our game they blocked three punts out of the last four games so we didn't want to put the punt team out there and have them go all out on a rush uh you know we and, and so the surprise of doing it with the field goal team, it kinda kinda got him a little bit. And, yeah. and and then you know the execution was unbelievable. I mean Bucker, uh, you know, the punt was perfect. And then and then Allegretti running down, you know, that was that was a capper too. You ever got a punter with as
4: good a arm as townsend has got?
5: No. No. You know, he can throw. I mean he's a he's a threat back there. He's legitimate. I mean he can throw. I mean, <laughs> And it's amazing.
4: Obviously you did that with him uh, in one of the games last year I think it was against the Jets. Yep. Um, any part of you a little bit nervous about that part of it when you asked uh, when you ask him, uh, him No,
5: I mean we you know it's calculated risk. I mean it's not something that you know we can't do it against every team. You know, every team plays different, so it's not up every week, but you know, we have other stuff that we can do with him. He, he's he's a talented guy.
4: Okay, Coach talk about the psychological aspect of Kicking the punting. If you have Tommy Shank one or Harrison this one, what do you have to do to kind of refocus and kind of wrangle it back in? Yeah, you know, we always talk
5: about the next kick. You know, the next punt. You know, it's it's all about the next one, getting the next streak going, whatever that might be. I mean, you can't dwell on it. It's like a corner. You know, you, if you get beat, you got to bounce back. You can't let it, can't let it spill over to the next the next play. Our guys are right now. They're really focused and they're doing a good job with moving forward to the next kick or punt. All
6: right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. thanks.